This is CliffCentral.com. All right, it's time for us to check in with Anthea. Hey, morning, Anthea. How are you? Good morning. I'm well, thanks. Good. Well. Bright and early on a Monday morning. We've obviously well, got quite bright. a lot on the agenda. What do you want to tell us? About the stock market or just generally? Oh, well. <laughs> start off with just generally. Yeah. Um, what's How was the birthday, by the way? Oh, we haven't seen you. It was no. awesome. I told you it was my 30th school reunion on my birthday. Yes, did you go? S- of course. And? It was so much fun. It you was, had, you had it a was lot basically of, um, a weekend of drinking and eating. But you uh, had a, a lot of uh, very well-known people in your school. Yeah, we have some in my class particularly. Oh. And I was reminded that we were the first multiracial class in South Africa in 1976. Really? Wow. Yeah. Can you believe that? All So I've known some of these girls, women now, since I was five years old. How crazy wow. is that? Jeez, that's incredible. <laughs> know, shocking. Whoa. <laughs> Unbelievable. All right. um, so you had a good time. Awesome. Really good birthday. What do we got to talk about today? <sighs> Where do we even start? I mean, at the moment, it really is just a tussle between the bulls and the bears. That's what it is. And between China and the U.S. These trade wars are making the market very volatile. You know, one day there's tariffs, the next day there isn't, and then we're going to implement taxes and then we're not oh, I thought this was where I thought this was where someone who'd been in business like Donald Trump would be smart about things but he clearly isn't being smart So somebody put forward the theory that Donald Trump is using the trade wars and the tariffs to bring China to the table I think that's a crazy game to play I mean does it make sense you, you well, obviously you're what? the same as me you're like frowning at it what, Why is he I mean he can he can br- China are at the table. What are, you, what are we talking about? Well, they are now, right? They're yeah. very engaged now, but they yes. weren't previously. They were doing their own thing, oh, not so you mean, too bothered. You know what this is? This is someone who's taken the example of North Korea and the start of discussions between North Korea and, and they've just transposed that and, and made it an economic argument here. It's nonsense. China. Yeah, it is nonsense anyway. But, it, but it's a dangerous game he's playing, and the markets are reacting badly. Local data, we had lots of interesting stuff, a little bit confusing. So on the one yep. hand, we had business confidence, which fell by 1.3 index points um, in March to 97.6 from 98.9. So the second monthly decline. So, um, you know, you, you saw, suddenly saw what everyone's calling rumophoria. Yeah. So I hate that. Um and then suddenly it's all negative and everyone's like, what's going on now? But I think maybe we overshot in January. So maybe we were too excited. And now what's, what's happening is that business is saying, well, actually, I need tangible, I need real um, incentives to be invested in this country. You know, if I'm going to be here building a business for 25 years, then show me that it's worth my while and that it's not just one man that's kind of on hopes and dreams of one man. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it, it, the negatives were lower import volumes, weaker retail sales, uh, subdued construction sector. The positives, we had increased exports, uh, slightly lower financing costs, lower inflation. So those are all good. But I think people are still looking at the SOEs and going, is he going to be able to fix it or not? And then so we had business confidence falling and then we had PMI up. So kind of, you know, what is really going on in the economy Um I think that's the issue. So the PMI was 51.1, which is a slight improvement. You know, anything above 50 is positive. Right. Um, yeah. So in January, it was 49, February 51, uh, March 51. So looking good, looking decent. Mm-hmm. And then I don't know if you guys saw last week SARS. 
the big collection from SARS. They collected 1.2 trillion rand mm. in revenue for the financial year. So they missed their target by 0.7 billion rand. So like about, I think it was 0.6% lower. So just okay. that than expected. So not, so not terrible. Um, Total collections was 1.45, refunds was 234 billion. So 1.45 trillion refunds, 234 billion. So nice for some if you got a refund. Um, and then next year they're looking to raise, where's, what was it? 130, 1.34 trillion rand. Sorry, 134. 1.34 trillion rand. So, a little bit of an increase, which I think they should get anyway, considering VAT is up. How are we all feeling about that? It's been, what, the first week, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Are we feeling it yet? <laughs> well, I, I saw a lot yeah. of people. I mean, you've probably doubtless also got these emails and notifications from all the different people. Every service provider. Whether it's the cell phone people, whether it's the petrol people, whoever insurance, it is. Insurance. Yeah, they're all saying to you, oh, you know, this VAT increase, yeah, it's kicking in now. So, by the way, you'll be bearing this. Yeah. Extra cost, yeah. mm-hmm. and 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 that's how it is. No questions asked, yeah. right? Like you, you just don't have get to, to negotiate. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, they, they they've put the target up, but just from the budget reforms or the things we've said in the budget, they should make an extra thirty six billion rand just on that alone. You Jeez. know, so I know hmm. it's incredible thirty six billion rand. Um, the reality of the situation, I would say, is that. We need economic growth. And if we don't get economic growth, we're never going to reach our financial targets. I mean, it's not just financial targets, right? It's also business confidence and all those things. And so you kind of wonder. And I think that's probably what's keeping everyone a little bit nervous. It's like, well, this is all great, but what are we doing about growing the economy? That's what we want to see. Well, do you have any suggestions? (laughs) Well, I'll tell you what happened last week. The miners had a really nice run because the court ruled that once empowered is always empowered in the mining sector. And that, I think, is good, actually, because, I mean, how do you go and tell a company that has sold shares to black investors and then allowed the black investors to sell those shares shares to um, realize value? What, hmm. what, now I have to go and find new investors? Like, that's not my job. My job is to be a mining company. And if you want to have... Shares in my company, it's listed, and please go ahead and buy some. And there's, there's lots of debate about this. I'm, I'm always intrigued about this BEE story. Um, I, I'm not sure it's worked anywhere in the world. I don't know why it's going, why we think it's going to work here. Oh, did you see now, on the subject, Mark Lamberti, who is the CEO of Imperial, mm-hmm. there was a court case against him because yes. he called one of his employees a female, uh, what was female employment equity, equity yeah. candidate, mm-hmm. which is what saying, we call people. That's right. That is what we call people. That is what boards of directors do in order to up their employment equity, which is what the government call it. Exactly, because the government are insisting on it. So when he does it, right. he's now guilty yeah. of. What was he charged with? Nothing. That's, yeah, that's. Okay. He, he, it was. It was one of these politically correct things. So he actually said. Person X is an employment equity partner or, or appointment. Mm-hmm. And then everybody had a shit fit about it. Yeah. She said, well, why do you see me as female um, empowerment, equity empowerment? And he's like, when well, actually I'm really good in my own right. Yeah. But, but he says, yeah, but that's what the law requires me to do yep. is to think of you in that. And this is, you get what you ask for when you start implementing things like quotas and 
employment equity and BEE, you mm-hmm. get what you ask for. Now, when people refer to it as that, someone wants to be called out on their merits. Huh? So what happened to him? So he's now resigned on Friday from M- uh, not well, uh, from Escom. From Escom, yes, yes, not from. Uh, and Imperial. he says that he'll be repaying any of the money that he received since his appointment early in two thousand eight. So that's a different story. Two thousand eighteen. Sorry, he's CEO of Imperial, and this happened at Imperial. And I think he's just feeling terrible about it. Well, you must see what he, he, he wrote a really interesting letter. I mean, if, you, if you're interested in this stuff, go and read what he actually said. Because the whole thing is just actually a storm in a teacup. It makes no sense whatsoever. I don't know what you expect to be referred to as, you know, by whom if you are appointed to a certain position because of a certain thing. This is what you're going to get. If you say your company needs to employ more black directors on its board, Mm. Then when you get in as a black director, you can't say, well, I'm here on my merits. This is the problem. It's a poison chalice, right? And if you say, I'm in because I'm a woman, and then they say, oh, well, you're on because you're a woman, you go, oh, no, but I, I thought I was here because I'm brilliant. Well, this is what's going to happen. And then, of course, Pravin couldn't wait to accept his resignation from the ESCOM board. He's one of the only directors at ESCOM who seems to have known what they were doing over the last couple of months when they're trying to right the ship. Yeah. And he's a very smart businessman, but now he's gone. So we've lost someone useful at ESCOM, and a storm in a teacup has come up about his uh, reference to this this person on his board at Imperial. I, I can't believe that they haven't made more of it, because as you say, it really is a huge issue. If you're going to put in divisive policies, then you must expect that to happen. Yeah. And talk so, about So, so I mean, oh, it, okay. if it sounds like they were prepared to lose him anyway. So is it a case of... It, it, like they wanted him gone and this was just convenient. I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know. Because the if, you working, know, if they accepted his resignation so quickly, it sounds to me like they're like, it's fine. We don't well, need him anyway. It's, it's like there, there are two separate things here. There's the imperial situation going on and then there's the ESCOM one. They're actually not linked at all. Yeah. But the ESCOM one, I don't know whether he, look, he clearly didn't want the money anyway. He's giving it back, which mm. has never happened at ESCOM before. Because <laughs> when people leave ESCOM, they're used to getting massive golden handshakes. Oh. So he's, I, I, he's resigning and handing that money back. But this whole thing in Imperial is, it's just very, very strange. He's considered a very successful, very smart CEO. Um, so to lose him, I think, is a shame, actually, whether they, whether the board wanted him or not. It's, I think part of it was the fact that also there, there's pressure from the EFF, who was the one who initiated that he gets removed from the ESCOM board in the first place. Yeah, but I mean, you can have the pressure come in. You still don't have to succumb to it. So True. I know what you mean. Like, so then they should have either you Either and, you're going to fight yeah. to keep someone or you're not. So I don't know. Hmm. Talking about boards, we want to talk about Steinoff for a little bit because they decided last week that they were not going to pay their directors this little, in inverted commas, bonus. For I should hope not. <laughs> I know. The fact that Are these the crooked directors? <laughs> yes. Jesus, they were so, going to pay them? So about two or three weeks ago, uh, uh, Steinoff has its AGM coming up, and about two or three weeks ago they said – we're going to pay our directors a bonus for all the extra work they've put in with, since the Marcus Euster issue what? arose. Well, you know, you know, <laughs> I, know. I, think, I think you guys take it for granted how much work goes into being corrupt. Like, it is genuine work. <laughs> <laughs> no, wow. well, Riley, we're going to, hang on, guys. <laughs> we're, t- 
<laughs> we're talking about the directors who were left behind to fix the corruption. Oh, okay. But even so, okay. they should have spotted it in the beginning, right? Okay. It's okay. unbelievable. It is quite something, this whole Steinoff story. Oh, Heather Son, who's kind of chairing the board at the moment, did say that, can we please not see this additional payment as bonus, but rather just uh, payment for the extra work they've been doing? Hmm. Yeah, exactly. So if you'd done your work, before, maybe you wouldn't have to do all this extra work now. And then Steinoff fell, the share price fell below its listing price last week. Um, it listed in 1998 at 4 rand a share. It's now trading with a handle of 3 rand, hmm. which is not great. And then they had another issue. They, their property portfolio, which is called Hemisphere, which they had on their books valued at 2.2 billion euros, CBRE, which stands for something Richard Ellis. This, anyway, it's an independent property company, global. They went and valued these same properties and said, well, actually, it's only worth half that at 1.1 billion euros. I mean, so mm. it's just all the stuff coming out of the woodwork. The market obviously not loving it. Wow. Yeah. It, it, it kind of feels nonstop, right? Yeah. It's like, what else have you guys got there? What else is going on? It seems very wretched. <laughs> Can't win. <laughs> yeah. And then just uh, two things offshore. First of all, U.S. non-farm pay- payrolls came in on Friday at 103,000, which was a little bit disappointing. They only created 103,000 jobs last month. Um, they were expecting 185,000. Unemployment rate holds at 4.1%, so still fantastically good. Um, this is now the sixth yeah, straight see, month. So if we if we manage to get 185,000 people employed in South Africa a month, a month, we multiply that by 12 to Ooh. give it the year, and then we divide that by our total population of 55 odd million, right? Um, okay, but not all of those are. Yeah, that would, uh, that, would, that, would, that would turn into a four percent increase in the employment. Uh, sorry, decrease in the unemployment rate in South Africa. We would be thrilled to have four percent. But you used fifty-five million. Not all no. those people work, so you don't you don't count fifty-five million as your unemployment rate. You only count the uh, economically okay. active right. population. Oh. So, so that would, would be a only lot more, be a huge, huge improvement. Absolutely. Imagine we could do that. Yeah. That would, that would mean massive success. But we're saying here with the U.S. Oh no, only so many people, you know, I understand. So they, they, they have what? 330 sure. million people. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many of those are economically active. Um, and then the last thing, Spotify listed in the week, which oh. was fabulous, made uh, the CEO Daniel Ek, I think the richest man in Sweden. Oh wow! I just I'm not sure if it, if he is oh. now the richest man. Oh, what what's his name died? The guy who created um, flat pack furniture. What's uh, his? IKEA. IKEA. Yeah. yeah so it was a, a actually, week Daniel or two Ek, ago. Actually. Yeah. So Daniel Ek could well be the the richest rich guy in Sweden. Yeah. And in true nerdy New York stock exchange style, <laughs> you know, you, when they when they um when you list your company, you go and. At the start of the trading session, you go and ring the bell and they fly uh-huh. your flag outside. They put the wrong flag up oh, <laughs> in Spotify. God. They You're put joking. the Swiss flag instead of the Swedish flag. Oh, no. Anyway, how silly. <laughs> Do you know? So they'll get the numbers right, but they won't get like the other stuff right. Anyway, so yeah, go and, go and have a look at Daniel X's story, actually. Uh, his surname, E.K. Very interesting. It's not like he was poor to start off with. He was a 
Millionaire. He was only a millionaire. Only. Now, <laughs> Spotify having listed, he's a billionaire. But you know the whole story around Spotify and how, because I, I, we spoke about this here um, a couple of weeks ago, how they weren't doing a traditional IPO and an IPO initial public offering. You go to the banks and you say, I'm selling my shares in the company. Are you going to buy some when we list? And the banks say yes or no. Or asset managers say yes or no, please. Right. Um, he actually just said, we're just going to list and the people in the company who own shares can sell them if they want. Normally, there's a lockup period. Hmm. Um, yeah, so it's now valued. I mean, before they listed, the shares were changing hands kind of between each other over the counter, we call it. And it valued the company at $22 billion. It's now a $30 billion company. So it succeeded. The first of its kind, really, I think. That's interesting. Um, very exciting. Yeah, it is interesting. Breaking the rules. Mm-hmm. Because there's always this like tussle between um, tech and kind of Silicon Valley companies and Wall Street, right? Yeah. There's always this, like, what are you doing? How much are you going to pay? How much do we want to pay? And he's, I think he's setting quite a precedent here. Hmm. Well, if people want it, they must be able to buy it. Indeed. Or, or if you're an employee, be able to sell it because that's, that's, that's where the real value is created for employees, oh, for the hardworking founders. All right. Anything exciting happening this week we need to keep an eye on? Um, no, I don't think there's nothing I can think of off the top of my head. I mean, a couple of the usual companies reporting, but no big news stories, no. Right. No, like interest rates or any of that nonsense. Thank goodness. <laughs> All right, Thanks, thank guys. you, Anthea. Very good. There's a look at the money this week, the money shot with Anthea Gardner. We will uh, return with this Monday next week. Very, very good. This is CliffCentral.com.